Welcome, this is the Sales IQ Podcast. My name is Luigi Prestonenzi, and I'm on a mission to help salespeople be the best sales professionals they can be. Each week, we'll bring you a different message from thought leaders from around the globe, so we can help you master the art of selling. Welcome to another episode of the Sales IQ Podcast. I'm your host, Luigi Prestonenzi, and as always, I'm pumped honored and excited that you've joined us for what will be an incredible episode. This week we're joined by Alice Hyman. Now Alice Hyman is like sales royalty. Alice is the daughter of Stephen Hyman, the founder of the Miller Hyman Group. Now they are one of the, you know, one of the oldest sales, I mean in my eyes, one of the oldest sales training organizations in the world and you know have really made an incredible impact on the world of enterprise selling. But Alice is not defined by Miller Hyman. Alice is an incredible speaker, incredible thought leader, and also, you know, helps organizations and salespeople be the best they can be through some of her training and some of her content and speaking. So this is going to be an awesome episode. Now this week, you know, again, with what is happening around us, with the environment, the market, there are so many things, but there's no playbook for this. There's no, there's no script on how do you work through a pandemic? So Alice is going to talk about, you know, how to create conversations, how to get out there, how to start conversations, how to build your network, how to create more relationships and put more relationships into your relationship funnel so that you can expand your network and grow during what is a tough time. So guys, before we get into this awesome episode, you know, please continue to like, share, rate wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, The messages that you send, I got an awesome message the other day about how somebody listened to a a podcast of ours, implemented some of the strategies immediately, and bang, they actually got a sale. Now, that's actually, it's happening all the time. But I want you to share that with us. You know, we we love hearing the love from our listeners and the impact that this podcast is having on others. So before we get into it, we have a message from our sponsors, Vanilla Sauce. So guys, For all of you out there, for most sales professionals, we are all using a CRM. You know, CRM was designed for managing relationships. However, sales engagement is designed for starting them. Now, current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time and make less than two attempts to contact them and are only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. Vanilla Soft is a sales engagement platform like no other. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing qualified leads into sales qualified leads. So guys, if you're using another sales engagement platform, stop right now and head over to VanillaSoft.com. Get yourself a free trial because it will help you close more deals. It will help you have more conversations so you can get more opportunities in your pipeline and close more deals. So thank you to the team at Vanilla Soft for bringing you this podcast on how to close more deals. So guys, enjoy the episode, make this week count, and let's get into it. So today we are joined by Sales Royalty. Would please welcome to the show Alice Hyman to the Sales IQ podcast. 
Oh, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I know we've tried to connect a few times and we've had a few technical issues in the past. So thank you very much for coming on in, you know, what is, I think, a really challenging time for people right now. Um, and so I'm really excited to learn and, and talk to you a bit about, you know, what sellers can do to, to prospect, um, you know, during these tough times and also how to handle some objections. So, but before we get into today's show, we'd love to learn a bit more about you and how you started in the world of sales. Well, that's a great question. Uh, some of you know that I got my start in sales with Miller Hyman. My father is the co-founder of Miller Hyman, Steve Hyman. But actually, before that even, um, I was in sales. I just didn't consider it sales. I was a public school teacher for about 13 years before I worked for Miller Hyman. And I'll tell you, that's a lot of selling. Yeah. I think teachers don't think of themselves that way, but what we have to do is sell kids on learning, right? Kids who maybe don't want to or think they can't, and parents on helping their kids learn. So uh, I felt like I got a really good beginning in how, you know, how to sell people on doing what you want them to do. But also I learned so much about human behavior and how to help change human behavior that it really, everything I learned was such a firm foundation for my career in sales and um, as a sales trainer, a sales coach, and a sales expert. Wow. I think, you know, so many of our listeners who are parents with children studying from home now will sort of be wanting to talk to you about how do I keep my kids glued to that screen while they are doing virtual learning. Well, so if you go to my blog right now, the post that is up is specifically for people who are selling from home while their kids are there <laughs> during social distancing. And you'll see quite a few resources about how you can keep your kids busy. I just went back to my, my days of teaching and then found some really awesome resources for parents because I know how hard it is. A little secret, I've been selling from home for 20 years, wow. back when it wasn't popular and I had to literally hide the fact that I was selling from <laughs> home. And I raised my son as a single mom um, while I was wow. selling from home and handling my clients. So I actually have some great resources for everyone. Just go to my blog, alicehyman.com, click on blog, and you'll see that article that says how to sell from home with your kids running around um, oh. and how to keep them busy. Fantastic. We'll make sure we share that in the show notes. And I mean, look, you, 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 you mentioned that. You come from, you know, a, a, a family of, of sales pros. Um, and, you know, I think before the show, I showed you one of my books that I still have, uh, which is Strategic Selling. And I've got all my, you know, um, highlighted areas that I use to land one of my first large accounts. Um, we'd love to know a bit more sort of how was it growing up in a, in a family of, of sales pros building what is still one of the largest sales training companies in the world? Yeah, so my dad has always been in sales from when I was little. And I've, I knew Bob Miller when I was three. Um, unfortunately, Bob Miller has passed. Um, but um, yeah, sales just was a natural thing that, you know, that's what my dad did. 
So I never really thought, though, I was going to get into sales <laughs> necessarily. And like I said, uh, teaching, I didn't think I was selling. But when I look back on it, I truly, truly was. Um, so I have zero education in sales <laughs> other than what I've learned on my own because I have a master's degree in education and my undergraduate's in education also. Yeah. Um, but I've taught a lot of business courses and I've learned a lot. Um, working at Miller Hyman, I... Um, really got a deep dive into the complex sale yeah. and, you know, everything around prospecting and, you know, closing deals and retaining clients and, and all of that. So growing up around it was certainly helpful, um, just hearing a lot about it. And then, you know, when my dad started uh, Millerheim with Bob Miller in, in the late 70s, I was still in college, but would get called upon to do a project yeah. or, you, as you can imagine, you know, helping out with the business. So it sort of just kind of got in by osmosis, I think, a little bit too. <laughs> well, it's such an amazing thing, right? Because if you think about it, there's so many people saying selling's changed. But when you refer back to those yeah. books, and those books are, yeah. you know, they'd be what, 20 years old? Maybe more, right? More, more than, than that. 20 years old, right? Way more. Um, <laughs> especially the original strategic sales book. I mean, I've got the new. Uh, it's which, from 78. Oh, there we go. But a lot of those concepts and strategies, I mean, you look at the buying and selling hierarchy and all those other like, you know, the um, the way you map out accounts. Um, sure, selling has changed, but a lot of those principles are still relevant today and you can still oh, yeah. be used to drive sales results, you know, 30, what is that, 40 years later, 78. Well, yeah. what's always amazing to me is when I hear people talking about whatever the the topic of the week is or the, you know, account-based selling or, um, I don't know, customer, the customer journey. Yeah. I hear these and I go, wow, like that is not new. <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble. But Bob and Steve were talking about the customer journey way back in the 70s. Yeah. and. You know, even with the way that they present the sales funnel, it's all about the customer. So we call it a sales funnel, yeah. but it's the customer journey mm. that you're tracking. Yeah, from the time the, the customer says they're interested and you have an opportunity till the time it closes, that's all about mm. the customer journey. And um, Bob and Steve were always about the focus on the customer, what the customer wants and needs, and how you're going to help them get it. And everything they did was account-based marketing and account-based mm. selling long before those words yeah. ever came to be. So I'm very familiar with that. And I think that some things have changed. Um, the way that we use the internet and how much information we can gather on companies today yeah. without paying anything. There are some things that are really in our favor as salespeople. And then some of those same things make, uh, make it difficult because our buyers have so much information available to them, yeah. but almost too much and it's overload. And like Gartner is saying, you know, we have to help them make sense of it all yeah. because there's just too much right now. But salespeople really have a very important job. This is a helping profession and our job is to help people meet their goals, help them get what they want. And we really have to work with our buyers and help them come to consensus mm. and show them the path to getting what they need, which sometimes means we won't be the one that gets the deal, yeah. but we will be remembered as someone who truly helped them and they'll either refer us or come back to us yeah. later. I love that. I love the way you just explained, you know, that's kind of like the definition of selling. And I love the fact that you're using the words consensus because it is a collaboration, right? And I think now more than ever, and I'm, and 
you know, I really do feel and empathize with a lot of people who are, are struggling right now um, because it's not something that you can plan for. You can't plan for a pandemic or businesses to completely slash costs and, um, you know, businesses to shut down, forcing, you know, they're being forced to shut down. Um, and so the debate has raged. I've noticed on LinkedIn people saying, should you prospect or shouldn't you prospect? Mm. Um, and I think, you know, what you've just said, consensus, collaboration, all those things matter now more than ever. Um, because if we're leading with, you know, we're helping people solve problems, and, and again, they use that term, um, and we know we can help a business through what is a challenging time, it's an obligation that we have to talk to them. So we'd love to, you know, talk to you a bit about sort of what are some of the strategies that you think sellers can employ immediately to help start the conversation with prospects, whether it's on social, and I know that you spend a lot of time helping people, you know, from a networking perspective, you know, from trade shows and all those sorts of things. And, but how can we take some of those strategies now into that digital environment and create conversations? Yeah, I think it's more important than ever to really create conversations and build strong relationships. So I think when people say, should I prospect right now? I think that their idea of prospecting is probably different than mine. Yeah. <laughs> because of course you should prospect. And as my good friend Diana Guerin always says, your prospects are depending on you to find them. Oh, that's gold. So we can't let them down, yeah. right? That is gold. We need to ring the bell. That's that's my sales bell. That is, oh, that is, I like it. Can that, I have a bell <laughs> That is quote of the day. Can we? That is awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna pop that up. I'm gonna put that on a nice tile tomorrow, Alison. I'm gonna tag you in on LinkedIn. But that is gold. Yeah. Right. So our prospects are depending on us to find them. You know, believe it or not, everybody out there doesn't know everything that you do or can do for them. Yeah. They need you to help them, right? So you, what you're looking for when you're prospecting is companies that are the most likely to need the solutions that you provide. Yeah. And this is why we have a, an ideal customer profile. Mm. Because what we're doing is narrowing down this huge universe that can buy, of people that can buy from us to the people who are most likely to buy from us. So the first problem that people are having right now is if you're prospecting and your idea of prospecting is take this cold list yeah. you know, and just try to do cold outreach, you're probably not going to do very well right now, except that I will say this, people are answering the mm, phone. Yeah, absolutely. So let's, let's make it a little bit easier. So A, number one, if you've got a very targeted list of prospects who are likely to buy from you, the very first thing you should do in this environment, and really in any environment, is try to find an introduction. Yep. So if someone can introduce you, it makes your job so much easier. Yeah. So this is really interesting, right? So again, I think the ICP or the ideal customer profile and the buyer persona, and I've said this to sales leaders over the last couple of weeks, it's crucial that we go back to that because when a trigger event occurs, it changes essentially the elements and the, and the characteristics of our buyers. Right. And if we don't refine that, our ability to create the right message is not going to is not going to work, right? So what, I want to just go back a step. So you're talking about introduction. So how are some ways? I've heard people say, but now everybody's connected on LinkedIn. You know, you don't need to know each other to connect, right? How do we use? You know, how, how do we start with creating an introduction? So maybe one of the bad things about LinkedIn is that everybody's connected <laughs> to people that they don't actually yeah. know. So it makes it a little bit harder. Um, so just 
you know, a little tip on that regard is if you're going to connect to someone, then please take the time mm -hmm. to follow up with an, a message to get to know each other. Maybe um, ask to just jump on a phone call. I'm not talking about selling yeah. now. I'm talking about accepting connection requests and asking for connections. This is like networking. Yep. I always say go on LinkedIn like you go into a coffee shop in your own town or like you go to a networking event or a trade show. Go in there with a smile on your face and a welcoming you know, attitude and meet people and get to know them. Don't just walk around shoving your business card in people's face because that is not doing anything for you. It's not networking, it's not prospecting, it's nothing. Mm. And you would never go to a networking event and just hand out cards to people without even talking to them. Yeah. But that's what you're doing when you connect without having a conversation. So start the conversation so that you can then leverage that network and ask for an introduction. Right now, if you have a bunch of connections that don't know you, why would they introduce you to anyone? They're not yeah. going to. Absolutely. So get the conversation going yeah. by clicking like, making comments, sending them an article, um, jumping on the phone to brainstorm, not to sell. Yeah. Just get to know them. You don't even know if they need what you have. Why would you start selling to them? Yeah. Right? It's really interesting, right? And I, that's what I love about um, Larry Levine. You know, he talks about filling your relationship funnel instead of filling the sales funnel. So actually build authentic relationships. And I, I like what you've said there. So using, you know, a LinkedIn network to start a conversation versus promoting your products and services, right? right? So, you know, talk us through some of the really great messages that you've seen um, work that gets people connected and started. Because I've seen some really great ones and I've also seen some – Really interesting ones. Let's put it in a positive night. Sometimes I just, I can't even believe people send me that message. And lately I've been joking with people. I must have gotten, I don't know, in the last two weeks, 10 messages from sales insurance, uh, from insurance agents yep. trying to sell me insurance. And it says, I'm connecting, I'm, I'm sending you this message with the intention of connecting. I'm like, who taught them to say that? <laughs> yes. That is crazy. Um, so yeah, some of it's, some of it is just not so good. It doesn't make me want to connect with you, but here's what I do. And it's just really very human. I have my ideal prospects that I'm, you know, looking at yeah. and I first start on their website, learn as much as I can about them. Then I find the links to all their social and I go to their Facebook, their Twitter, their Instagram, their LinkedIn, whatever they've got. So I can just get a flavor for what they're posting. And are they posting the same thing on every channel? Are they posting different things? How many followers do they have? I'm just trying to learn something about them. I often want to read the, on the website the president's message to hear what the president is saying. Yeah. Um, I want to see if you know they've changed anything recently, if they've got a new CEO, if they're hiring salespeople, I'm just looking for bits of information that will be helpful to me. Then I go on LinkedIn and I find um, the people who I would like to be in touch with. And I use, I do use LinkedIn Navigator and I yeah. go to LinkedIn Navigator and I sort these the way that I want. And then I, I my magic button, the one I love the most is who has posted on LinkedIn in the last yep. 30 days. 
I might have a thousand people with the criteria that I've selected, or maybe I just have 20. Yeah. But then I push the magic button, who's posted recently, and it narrows it down even smaller for me, which is wonderful. And then what I do is I go to each one of those profiles and see what they're posting, and I interact with their post. I click like, and I always try to make a comment if I can make yep. a smart comment. Sometimes I can't because I don't know anything about, you know, their topic, yep. but sometimes I can. And I'll, of course, read what they posted. And if it's a link to something, I'll read that. Takes no time, really. I skim it and I get a couple ideas and then I make a comment, right? And then I follow them so that I see them in my Yep. in my feed and I continue to interact with them. Now, usually that will prompt them to come and ask me to connect. Yep. But if it doesn't and I want to connect with them, you know, sometimes they'll interact with me on a post and then I can say, oh, thanks for interacting with me on the post about, you know, how to sell at home with your kids, you yeah. know, driving you crazy. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I'd love to connect and share some more ideas or something like that. Um, if they don't interact with me, but, you know, I'm pretty sure they've seen me interacting because they're posting. Now, some people have someone else at their company post for them, so yeah. they're not going to really know. But if they're, inter if they're posting for themselves, I find something on their profile or something in one of their posts that was of interest to me, and I ask them to connect. So I have no standard mm. how to connect a message. Yep. I customize it every time. I saw from your LinkedIn post that your company is... Yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. proudly sponsoring or sending masks or something like right now, I might be saying something like that. They're sending, you know, masks for COVID. Or if it's just anytime I'm just seeing something interesting, maybe they just won best places to work. Maybe they're hiring salespeople. Whatever it is, I look at their profile, I look at their posts, and I find something to say that's about them yeah. and ask them to connect. Okay, so and then as soon as they accept... I start a conversation okay. and that conversation is based on the connection or based on something recent that I think they might enjoy. And I share an article. Okay. With them. So you're, you're essentially using social as a, as a, as a means to learn about your prospects. And as long as they're in your ideal customer profile segment, so you're not targeting companies that are way off your target. Um, tell me from a, from a prospecting perspective, um, do you purely just just use social as a means or do you ever will pick up the phone to try to have a conversation with them to drive, you know, more activity with your prospecting efforts? So I would say more, more than 90% of my business, probably 95% of my business comes from referral. Yeah. So when I'm interacting on LinkedIn um, with those are cold, what I'm still doing is looking for someone who can introduce okay. me. So I'm explaining how I go about my cold connections, right? Yep. But typically what I've done first is see if there's anyone who can introduce me. Okay. And then I still do all that interacting because when that person introduced me, I want them to have seen that I was interacting all this mm. time with them. And they're like, oh, I kind of recognize her, right? Yeah. So I'm still looking for someone who can introduce me. And that's the main thing that I'm doing when I'm looking around and um, looking at all of their social media and all of that. But sometimes I can't find someone to introduce me. So I'll still go that yeah. direction and do the things I explained. But yes, I do use email sometimes um, and I do use the phone. However, 
And when I'm using the phone, I'm using it to call the person who can make the introduction for me and figuring out the best way to make that introduction. I personally don't pick up the phone and cold call companies yep. because I don't need to. Mm. But you might need to, but if you can warm it up by doing all of this research and interacting and maybe, you know, sending something interesting again, you know, here we are prospecting and we're talking all about ourselves. No one wants to hear about you. Yep. Sorry. Absolutely. We want to hear about themselves. I fully agree with that, and I'm a, I'm a big um, I'm a big believer in using the phone because if I've done my research, I've used LinkedIn. Um, I know that I can help them based on certain profiles. Um, then adding a phone call to say, "Hey, Mister X, I know you're not looking for a friend, but I believe I can help you achieve X. Would love to have a bit of time." Um, you know, I usually find that delivers a really great outcome. Um, and I use combination of social and phone to drive the, the type of prospecting activities that I need. Um, so, look, I would love to now talk about because we've spoken about spoken about. I think, and I think this is a very important subject now more than ever because you know with people spending more time at home, and I keep hearing this whole it's a new reality, and I don't believe <laughs> it is a new reality, right? Because us as humans, we need social interaction. It's one of Maslow's hierarchies of need, right? We need connection um and i think what this is uh you know showing us is that people need to get out and people need to be doing more and more right so i don't believe this is a new norm um but i think you have touched on it's that social there needs to be a greater level of human communication engagement um wanting to provide value all those things that you spoke about it's not just about clicking a button and, and having endless connections but I would like to move the conversation to the point of, you know, as we're prospecting in today's environment where it is challenging, we can often get, you know, have resistance or objections or stalls that get put up. Um, would love to get some of your advice on how can we work through those to turn why I shouldn't meet into why I should meet. Right. So it's important to differentiate between like stalls and I'm not interested and actual objections. So you can't have a real objection until you actually have an opportunity, yep. right? So you, if the person has said they're interested and you've talked through and you've talked to several of them and now you're moving the deal forward and they're saying, well, I'm not sure about the color, the timing, the price, yeah. you know, and they have objections about that. That's different than stalls or I'm not interested, you know, or trying to get through to people when you're prospecting. So we kind of, we have to separate those because they're handled differently. So when you're prospecting, the first and most important thing is that you have done your homework so you can say something to the prospect that is interesting to them. Yep. And Otherwise, you're going to get it. I'm not interested. No, thank you. And, and they're going to hang up on you, right? You know, when you just do the, the hey, this is Alice Hyman from, you know, XYZ company, and we have products and services that can help yeah. you, you know, people, it's like, no, thanks. I don't need it, yeah. right? But when you call and you have done your homework and you can say, you know, hey, this is Alice. We haven't met yet. I'm with XYZ company and I've been following your company and I know that you are hiring a lot of salespeople. You are looking yeah. for this or whatever I found out. Then I can say, I have some ideas to help you with that. And I'm not going to try to sell you anything until I know that you have a need, yeah. but I would like the opportunity to talk with you and learn. 
um, and share ideas. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, you have to craft these out, yeah. right? So I'm just doing it off the cuff, but you have to craft them out. And it depends on what you're selling and who you're selling to, what you're going to say. But you need to say something very personal yeah. to them that is going to make them interested in wanting to stay on the phone with you or schedule an appointment. Mm. And if they think you're going to pitch, they're not going to do it. Absolutely. I find... I find that, um, and I, and I'm a student. I'm the student of the sales world, right? I'm still I'm still doing the things that we teach because I think it's always important that we continue to refine our skills. And I find when I pitch, it's when I've gone in unprepared. Um, yeah. I haven't done the right level of research, and I'm pitching because it's about me, not about them. And I find you know most of the time when I've done my research and I have a compelling, you know, I've I've got that compelling reason. And I lay that and I personalize it. Um, it's often not coming across as a pitch, and people are more receptive to that because they respect the fact that you've done a bit of research. You've actually taken the time to learn a bit about me, learn a bit about my right. company, learn a bit about some of the challenges my industry's gone through, and use as a reference to why we should meet. Um, yeah, just be very curious. Yeah. And I even use that word. I'm really yeah. curious about how you are solving this now. Yeah. And then be really curious. Because the more you know about how they're solving it now, the better able you're going to be to match your solution to their need. Absolutely. And if you're not curious and you don't really know, you might start saying, well, we can do this and we can do that. And you're hitting, trying to, mm. it's like you're just shooting in the dark. You don't know which thing is going to be of interest to them. But if you're curious and then they say, well, we're really having a problem with, yeah. then you say, Tell me more about that instead of rushing in to yeah, fix it. Absolutely. Um, you say, tell me more about that, and you listen, then you can really come up with the right way to pre to present your solution so that it matches what their problem yeah. is. So just to summarize, so we've got, you know, using social to create a proper network. It's taking that connection and actually putting it into a conversation, having some dialogue so that you can build, even if it's a social connection, you're building a community um, and that you can, you, can, you can both prosper from. Um, you know, using, uh, you know, that social intelligence to come up, you know, to, to start that dialogue um, and not going in cold across social or across phone um, and creating the right narrative that helps you engage with your prospects. So have I sort of understood sort of some of the principles that discussed so far? Absolutely. Be human, network, get to know people. Awesome. Always try to get an introduction first, but if you can't, yep. then you're going to look for commonalities yep. so that you can start the conversation and you do your homework so that you can present the right kinds of solutions after you've listened yeah. to what they really need. Fantastic. And as you said, always be curious. So look, I think we've covered a lot of things here and I think a lot of, a lot of sellers can take some really key points away to help them. Um, but I always like to ask, you know, you've had, you know, such, such incredible people, uh, part of your network, but is there somebody in particular that has been the biggest influence on your, on your sales career? Yeah, and if so, why? Wow. Well, I think, yeah, my dad, yeah. obviously, <laughs> I mean, he just was so great at understanding the customer's needs and um, really his whole philosophy is if I can't, if I can't help you, mm. then I'm not going to try to sell you anything. Yeah. So if I can't, if I can't help you, I'll find some, help you find someone who can. 
but I'll be the first one to tell you that I can't help you. And I think that's always just been the way I've approached everything. I'm here to help. And if I can't, I'll let you know. Yeah. And that way there's no pressure. There's no manipulation, coercion, trickery. The problem is, of course, always that we have so much pressure on salespeople yeah. to hit a quota that they don't get the opportunity to sell that way. They, mm. they feel like they have to push. They have mm. to you know, really um, try to manipulate the situation to get a sale. And it's just not always the best way. Now, don't get me wrong. A lot of deals are closed that way. Yeah. So I, I do understand that. I'm not unrealistic. But I think my dad has just been a big influence in helping me really see that um, we're here to help. We can't help unless we completely understand the situation. And once we do understand it, then we can better um, you know, help with solutions yeah. and suggestions about the way to go about things. Yeah, fantastic. Well, that's, that's a great response. So thank you for sharing that with me. And one thing that I ask all my guests, um, in your opinion, is sales an art or a science? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Uh, I'm so mixed on that one. I've been asked that before. I feel like it's just a little of both. Yep. I do believe in sales process, and I know that if I do certain things the same way repeatedly, I get much better results. Yeah. Like planning for your sales calls will always get you better results than winging it. Yep. Uh, there's, you know, looking at the buyer and doing your research first and coming in, you know, with quite good questions and listening. If I do it that way, I'll always get better results. So I do believe that there's process that will help you be better at sales in, in so many areas that I haven't even mentioned. But the art of it is really that it's the people, understanding people, human behavior, why someone would make a decision, mm -hmm. wouldn't make a decision, thinking about what's going on in their life, jumping into their head and thinking what their day must be like and what's going on, you know, with who they're managing and then remembering that they're human and maybe stuff is going on at home that's impacting them. Like that's the art of it. It's yeah. the people part where you're really just, trying to be a human and trying to understand people and help them. That part is definitely art. And some people are better at it yeah. than others. And the art part's a little harder to, to teach than, than the science part. Well, well, we always get mixed responses from that question. So uh, I really appreciate you sharing that with me. And look, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast um, and share some thoughts about how we can better prospect, how we can better connect. And, and again, I think human connection is so, is so important moving forward um, into what is a, a really challenging time for many. Um, but before we, we complete, you know, conclude our episode, where can our uh, listeners, uh, where can they connect and, and find more about you? Just go to alicehyman.com. Yep. Or uh, please go to LinkedIn and find me. It's uh, LinkedIn, you know, Alice Hyman. Yeah. And then you um, can just send me a message and tell me that you heard me on this podcast. Fantastic. So we hope that all of our listeners personalize and contextualize a message so that you connect this podcast to the introduction to Alice. So Alice, thank you for the contribution you make to our community. Thank you for coming onto the Sales IQ podcast and I uh, can't wait to have you on again. Thank you so much. It's been really fun talking with you about some things that will really help sellers right now to prospect and get people interested in what they're doing. 